Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We can hear you clicking your pen, you know, Ashwin. Anyway, hello and welcome to the Mighty 10 Cup Round 3 and Farrah Palmer Cup Round 4 review here on uh, New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul. Um, and I nearly said up the guy behind driving more, but I'm not anymore. I'm now the founder of New Zealand Sport Radio. There you go. See, Paul Flash Harry, me. Look at me, Mr. Flash Harry. Um, and uh, joining me this evening to go through all of the action uh, is Ashwin. How are you doing, sir? Oh, all right. All right. It's sort of like, yeah, it's been a long day. It has. Between the both yes. of us, we might have seen about a third of the games, which is good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll rely on people in the chat rooms to give us comments on what happened in the games. Yes, exactly. So do please let us know in the chat room um, for the games that we haven't seen because, uh, yes, it's been a bit of a crazy kind of week um, come uh, fortnight, come weekend uh, kind of thing. So, um, so it has, yeah. So folks, you don't know, Austin's starting up a new business. So if you need any of your electrical testing and tagging, then obviously give him, drop him a line. And I've bought a new, I've, I've just... Uh, um, taking ownership of the house, um, as well as I'm going through my training to work on the election. So um, between the both of us, our real lives uh, are getting uh, kind of in the way, in the way of, of, um, of, of what we're trying to make our real life. Seeing rugby and talking about rugby amongst the other sports on New Zealand sports radio that we do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's all been a bit, um, bit crazy. So I've only made it to four, uh, three games this weekend um, in the end uh, because um, we were just... Uh, those are the games that were available. So, Mr. Um, KPIs. I headed, yeah, I know. Okay, so, so I headed over to uh, to Matt Monganui to catch the uh, Farrah Palmer Cup game between Bay of Plenty and Taranaki. Um, and then today I headed up to Counties Manukau for the Farrah Palmer Cup game um, between Counties and Northland. And then also um, the um, uh, the uh, that followed that up with the... Uh, um, Counties versus Northland in the Mitre 10 Cup. But, um, yeah, let's kick off with um, a game you've actually seen, I think, that's always helpful. Um, Friday night, uh, Wellington Friday versus Bay County. Yeah, the irony um, of that is that, yeah, I've seen it. I just can't remember it. It's sort of like, it's, it's always a, um, I mean, like, Friday night actually does seem such a long time ago, doesn't it? 
It does. I, mean, I, I watched Wellington Man number two the, in the Farrah Palmer Cup, the game before it, but I didn't actually watch the um, uh, the Mile 10 Cup one, um, to be honest. Um, Bay of Plenty, I must say, really, I, 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 I was kind of expecting more of them this season. Um, and they they haven't, they, they, they've come out of the traps really kind of slowly, uh, which which is um, is worrying for them in that, um, uh, in, in, in the Minor 10 Cup. I mean, the only thing that's really that, that, that's in their favour at the moment is the fact that North Harbour is going even worse. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah, so basically, to, in terms of the game on Friday night, um, they are plenty. Um, just like this wealth of position, actually, particularly in the first half, and um, the opportunity they just keep blowing opportunities uh, was the key thing, and um, so that was that was the big part, and then. Basically, eventually, the second half, Wellington sort of takes control, gets in the front, and Bay of Plenty loses that composure that they sort of had. As I said, they couldn't finish the opportunities, and they were really good opportunities that they had created in the first half, and they just couldn't convert them. Um, there was an interesting one, uh, actually, that I think, and, you know, I, we, we try not to bag the referees, but I have to say, you know, there are there's, there's impacts, impact coming in from the, um, the whistleman um, into games and and one one we saw in that Bay of Plenty game uh, Wellington game was um, Bay of Plenty were sort of like they were static. He had called them twice for not moving. The, a mall, sorry, this is a mall five meters out for the line. They've called uh, he's called them second time um, not moving, and then the mall starts moving forward and he doesn't say anything, right? And um, and then it's moving forward. They go over the line, and so now it's a mall over the line that's held up which means it's a five-meter scrum to Bay of Plenty. And he says, oh, no, 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 You've, I called it twice, um, so it's it's a handover. It's like, hang on, you called it twice, but the second time, you didn't blow it up. And the ball more started moving, it's gone over the line, and now you've said, oh, I've called it two stoppages, and therefore it's a handover. Well, let's hopefully he learns from that one. I, one was a, uh, I did see a tweet from somebody pointing out the look. Um, the in in the Minor Ten Cup and Farrah Palmer Cup, um, they're not international level referees. They, it is that they we, we, they are uh, a bit like we've got club rugby players in there um, as well. Um, that so yeah, they are progressing and learning as they go along. Yeah, uh, it is it is it is it is it is part of the development pathway for referees. Uh, let's hope that they that they are they getting the right support and feedback after the games. Yeah, and so as Nocturnal and Simon have said in the chat room there, Bay of Plenty were actually very good in that first half, and it did look like, ooh, and a weekend of upsets, by, you know, which we'll come to, obviously. In a weekend mm. of upsets, it was looking like they would actually, Wellington were actually doing nothing. And, um, yeah, so, but again, Bay of Plenty created so much opportunity and just didn't convert second half, and... Um, Wellington scored, got in, got in the front, not, not not by much, and there was a, you know, there was it, it wasn't like they just then got in front and then sped off, so to speak, but um, got in front, and then but Bay Plenty just started to do a couple of silly things that would, you know, not not knock ons and the like, but just that those you know aimless kicks type scenario, wrong wrong option taking, and and then towards the last twenty, yeah, Wellington basically scored a couple of tries as uh, Bay Plenty pushed the pushed the ball a bit. Yeah, it's. I think we're going to see this probably um, uh, maybe from a, from a couple of teams. But I think Wellington perhaps. I mean, look, they had a lot of All Blacks um, yeah. that that have left them. So maybe they took the first half to to regel 
their team before before sort of actually better in the second half. I, I, I sort of think out of all the top teams, let's call them Super Rugby sides. Um, I think Wellington's actually probably in one of the best positions, apart from Tasman, of course. Um, but Wellington's probably in one of the best positions because they've only lost TJ and Adi, if, um really, haven't they? Although some, is Amua gone as well? Uh, well, Amua, Dane Coles. Um, well, Dane Coles hasn't really played in the Mitre 10 yet anyway, has he? Did I miss that? I got that wrong. But I mean, like in terms of their back line, okay. If you go through their back line, um, it's un- pretty much untouched. Um, so they've got good cohesion in that back line. Their forward pack, um, their back row, apart from Ardi, is still intact. So yeah, I was, I was sort of thinking, um, it's it was you know they're, they're actually in pretty good shape. I, I it's a, I think um, the, the teams aren't taking their opportunities against Wellington. We saw that with Auckland the w- previous week. Yep. And Plenty's done exactly the same thing. They're not taking those opportunities. And so then Wellington's sort of like getting that feel-good factor. It's like, crap, we're playing rubbish <laughs> and we're still in this game. Oh, well, I mean, against Auckland, they were ahead. Yep. I mean, but you know you know what I mean? And it's just like, it, it, it obviously helps you. And, and then you go and score off the back of not having much position. That definitely sort of fends, sends the endorphins going through the roof. Yeah, we're going to talk about that definitely in some other games as well. Um, following up on that one, so so on on Saturday, um, we found out uh, who are the um, contenders and who are the pretenders, really, didn't we? Uh, yeah. I, I was at another game for this one, but Tasman versus um, Waikato, 34-17. Tasman lost a lot of All Blacks. I mean, again, quite a few players there, but they are, they are the champions for a reason when they didn't have their All Blacks last year, and they continue steaming on. Waikato, on the other hand, a team that only had two All Blacks um, in Dame McKenzie and Anson Leonard Brown, but the drop off from Anson Leonard Brown and Dame McKenzie to the next level of players, I think, means that in some ways, even though they only had two, they're one of the teams that's pretty much that, 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 that's heavily impacted by losing the All Blacks because I think a lot of their attacking intent previously had been involving those two players, and I think when you take them out of that side, you've, you're, you're basically going to start get questioning. Where's the attacking? Uh, do they, they? They're not going to have the same attacking uh, clinicalness in their back. Mm. Obviously, I'm using good English, like good England. My England, the Englandman here is using good England. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's like, but you're right. I mean, like I saw highlights. I've only seen highlights of that game, and um, it, it feel you know. I think the highlights are a bit deceptive. They make it seem like um, like Hato were in the game, and it was obviously a late try to Tasman that sort of sealed the deal but i i think reality is is that wellington were quite um i oh, not wellington tasman sorry tasman were quite um sort of dominant throughout the game or you know had large periods of uh dominance through the game yeah I mean, look it was 30 and 5 they pulled away at half time they pulled away to 27 5 why can't managed to pull it back to within 10 points there's still two scores behind um yeah they, they never were in touch uh, in this yep. one, um, yeah, this was a, a, a Tasman all the way. And you got to say now that, um, yeah, Tasman, the only undefeated team left in the in the uh, in the Premiership, uh, and it's going to take some stopping um, uh, them uh, from going back to back. Let's be honest. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure there's much more to say about that really. That other than yeah, Tasman march on uh, and looking very dangerous. And oh, also, what does David? What, I mean, when is um, Havili going to go overseas and get himself uh, and actually do do five a years and become, uh, become become a uh, become an international for somebody. 
Has, has, has he been, <laughs> you know, just seriously, why he hasn't got more All Blacks caps? No idea. Um, the then we get on to some of the the because I so say there are there are upsets and um, the uh, and and some uh, uh, and, and and some big questions. Um, Nocturnal rights uh, does. does Quince Pye need to work on his decision in on defence still. Yes. I mean, look, he's only a young player. So every everyone um at that level with only uh sort of what only in his second season at Super Rugby, I think it is, or is his first season actually? Yeah, second. I think it's um, oh, second season. I think it's second season all round, isn't it? Pretty much at Super Rugby and might at 10 level. Actually, I think he might have missed last year because he was with the under twenties. Okay. Uh, Super oh. Rugby. I think this is his first Super Rugby season. So but, I, yeah. I, yeah, I actually think that Quintop here to put God, Tupaya actually has to um, work on his overall game. It's not just his defence, actually, even an attack. I mean, obviously, he has his moments of brilliance, but, um, yeah, I, I think uh, he's actually got overall game that he needs to work on. But I mean, he is, he is he, look, he's a very good young player, but he is still a young player with a lot to learn. But do, do you think, I mean, classic, right? I mean, every player that's coming through is an awesome player. Is the next thing, best thing since sliced bread. But it's just like, you know, how many actually end up delivering at that top level? Um, true. It, it's, yeah. Um, there's, it's, I mean, that, yeah, there, there is a big difference. I, I did a couple of posts ooh, four or five years ago now um, where I looked at the uh, the Junior Rugby World, um, Junior Rugby World Championship um, winners. Um, and said uh, how um, uh, sort of look, look, look where are they now? Because they, 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 if you win the Junior Rugby World Champ, the Junior Rugby World Championship, essentially you're the best team in your age group. The problem is when you step up to professional rugby, you have to be the best people within a 15-year age groups, um, and so, mm. so the step up is uh, and they're, and obviously they're all older, more experienced players. So to make that step up does take uh, it, it can, can be uh too much for some players um and we've seen some players who who look great at that kind of level. i mean other some players such as um uh um that i thought would have would have, would have gone better um i've gone blank dave mckenzie's brother marty marty mckenzie for example um Morty. really good uh, a good underage player good um uh sorry good age group player not underage player um, <laughs> good age group <laughs> player um good minor 10 cup player Get to Super Rugby, where he's not got the same same time, same time and space, and suddenly, yeah, he struggles. Um, so yeah, yep. there's definitely that. It's yeah, as you get less time and space, it all gets um, it all gets worse. Now, um, Stephen has pulled us up on something, um, which is uh, the Wellington game. Uh, another hooker. Did you see it? Um, I did actually. Yes, I just I've seen the try, but that's about all I've seen about that game. Uh, there was sort of like um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Steve. Yeah, good on you for pulling us up on that one because it was a sensational try. There's a short side line-out move, um, and and it's just like, geez, he basically we went about forty meters to go score it as a hooker. So it was you know shades of the old um, when uh, Asafa Umoa um, turned up on the scene and he did those big long runs. But yeah, bump. Um, Fullback, I think it was. He he got took care of the fullback on the way through. Or well, no, it was uh, Caleb Trask, I think it was, that he actually took care of quite nicely as well on the way through. And yeah, to score is a good little one-two move. I can't remember who it was with actually, but yeah, the but basically got the ball from a forty out and just ran it in, sort of you know yeah. beat a few defenders. So, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, not, not nice little line-out moves given the space. 
um, as yep. well from memory. Um, uh, from Napier boys, so get back to Hawks Bay. Stop messing around in, in the capital. Yeah, <laughs> um, seriously, you, you get back into the countryside, go go do some hunting. You don't want to be in, yeah, dear me, the bright light's not good for you, mate. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Southland versus um, North Harbour, um, championship versus premiership team. Uh, Southland coming into this, a lot of people thinking, yeah, they didn't win any games last year, not very good, are they? These Southland boys, and boy, um. They, uh, they 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 tip over the um, uh, harbour eleven ten uh, with a penalty on the hooter or after the hooter um, to win it. It's uh, yeah, and they they're showing some real grit, aren't they? This Southland team. Oh well, it's not just grit. You know, I mean, like the Southland teams on the past that have gone unbeaten and uh, have gone winless in a season have shown grit. To be fair, and but so these guys are throwing showing grit, but they're actually showing capability as well. So that's why they're able to sort of like get um, downtown in terms of, you know, get field position, et cetera. I mean, when we watched that game against Harbour, I, I, unfortunately, I was in and out of that game. Um, and I didn't actually see the fire at the end of the game. I, I think I caught up with a highlight to see the penalty itself at the end. Um, but every time I was watching it, Southland were making, you know, good um, gains down the field. Um, they were working it in and around the with their forwards and then they'd send it wide. So... Uh, and so they were actually doing some good work. Um, Harbour was sort of like just really, uh, you, you got to say, um, I think it's a mental issue there in terms of making sure you lift for all your opposition and not taking anybody lightly. Um, because if you go back to Harbour's first game of the season, I think they might have lost, but they played very well. It's against Canterbury, possibly. I, I, I can't remember. Uh, but um, Yeah, but um, you know, they played pretty well. But then, basically, since then, they played um, what you would Sorry. say uh, lower people on the lower opposition on the table, and they haven't lifted the same as they did in that first game. No, and you, uh, you're right; well, it was Canterbury in their opening game. Then they played Waikato uh, and got got heavily beaten by Waikato. Um, but uh, that was a Waikato with Angela Brown and Damon McKenzie. Yeah. But then, yeah, this 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 long trip down south really, uh, yeah, and two yeah, yellow cards didn't help them. To be fair. Although the second yellow card was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the card was right. The man was totally wrong. <laughs> he I'm wasn't wrong even... Okay. He, he was the wrong player. Well, what happened was, um, basically, it was a quick tap by Southland, um, and two Harbour players hadn't retreated, because uh, basically it was, with, it was on the five, and they hadn't retreated behind the uh, goal line. And so and they came... So a tackle was made, and those two players then joined the ruck. So they'd never got... They were always in an offside position. And... Um, Jared Cowley Tuioti was um, on the goal line, and then he goes and joins Sirak, and he got pinged. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> he was going what, what, what? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the decision was right in terms of the yellow card. They just got the wrong man. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I mean, Steve uh, makes good. Steve make good point here. Look. Um, Del McLeod has been good. Uh, so uh, if you want to have a listen to him pre-season, he was talking about some Southland making the playoffs uh, was there. was uh, they, they, they were in this to win it, not to um, – uh, they, they weren't here to make up the numbers, which when you listen to some of the other guys, that's not how they were talking. So clearly, yeah, he's he, he's been uh, – so you can go back and listen to that. Um, and then Tony Lambord, uh, I interviewed him after their plenty game. Uh, and uh, he's been talking with the head coach down there and and help and thinking about this season since December. 
last year. So this yep. is no there's, 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 this this is this is no shock here, folks. This this has come about because of this is no fluke. Sorry, this has come about because of 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 proper planning uh, and uh, putting the right pieces in place and then getting them all working together. And and the results that they've had, I mean, they would have been very frustrated with that Bay of Plenty result because you know they probably had a really good opportunity to win that game, uh, basically on on the hooter and um a unfortunate call against them which again not correct but probably the best way i put it and, and sort of like it stuffed up their driving mall which was moving forward and they probably would have got the win there and then to back it up against north harbour after that disappointment and get the win it's just going to help their confidence so going forward they're actually probably looking good in terms of um yeah having a a, a decent tilt at that sort of top four playoffs if they keep going yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're definitely, definitely in, with, in with the shouts. Um, looking at it um, at the moment. So yeah, fantastic. Conversely, uh, yeah, conversely, Harbour we're going to have to start. You know, go back and have a look at themselves. Uh, Harbour getting relegated this season, basically. Um, we'll okay. look at the table later, but um, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd like someone to uh, yeah to, to put up a case of anyone else getting relegated. Well, okay, let's talk about selection there. You know, um, not having even having Bryn Hall, who was not injured, not even on the bench. Um, was I think crazy, crazy. Yep, yeah, I mean we don't know what's going on. Obviously at some um, harbour, um, I mean Sam Ward was not happy <laughs> after the White Castle game, um, and uh, I'm glad I didn't have to try and get an interview out of him this game because I'm sure he would not have been, he would have been very upset after this one as well. Normally Sam Ward is a fantastic guy, uh, a wonderful to um, uh, to give his time and to interview. But I'm sure he's going to be frustrated as anything with these performances. These are, this is not what he's been training the guys to do. I'm, I'm pretty certain. Moving on then, um, and we upset follows upset. Um, Hawks Bay versus Canterbury 2019. Another championship side over a premiership side, but not just any old premiership side. We're talking about the, champ, uh, the, the, the what? They've made the finals in some like 11 out of the last 12 years or 13 years. Something silly. Um, and he lost it kind of twice, I think. Uh, maybe three times, actually, think about it. Because, what, yeah, Tasman's 1-1, Auckland's 1-1, and Taranaki have 1-1. But apart from that, they've they've dominated this for the past, well, over a decade. Um, sure, they've lost a lot of All Blacks. But it's just Canterbury we're talking about here, right? They're not supposed to be impacted by that. Um, and they go and lose. Um, uh, okay, a, again, after the Hooter, line out more um, Ash Dixon putting it down to win it. But um, wow, basically just wow. Oh, look, the game—I mean, a game of game of the round, obviously. Not 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 just—I mean, I'm not saying that because Canterbury lost. I'm saying because of the actually the intensity of the game. I mean, like you know, Hawks Bay were all over Canterbury in that first half. Canterbury really—it um, wasn't the fact that they didn't fire a shot; they didn't have the ability, um, opportunity to fire a shot. And then they come back like Canterbury does in that second half. Well, last few minutes of the first half, they actually—I uh, think they scored a try, and then obviously. Into the no, second half, they um ten ten, ten at half time ten half okay sorry yeah right so it comes out, it come out in the second half and like Canterbury do what we expect and they um got in ahead and look like oh yeah here we go and they were on a roll well, they're on a roll as well and um I sort of thought yeah here we go and uh, but but then Hawks Bay came back so it was actually uh, the intensity of that game was it was good the accuracy of the um, play was good I thought um. Hawks Bay probably lost their way and let Canterbury into that game in that second half when sort of Canterbury started to get in and lift their game because some of the things that they did in the first half they went away from, I thought, that were working for them. So, um, 
Yeah, and then for the Hawks Bay to come back and to score after the, the, the hooter, after the final whistle. Well, it wasn't the final whistle. It was the final whistle was after the kick they missed. So, yeah, after the hooter, it was um, just a fantastic win. You know, for the likes of someone like Ash Dixon, you saw there uh, on his face what it meant to him. Um, you know, it was like winning the championship, wasn't it? The premiership, I should say. Oh, it's a massive, yeah, massive, um, massive win for for Hawks Bay. It's probably like, like thirty-two years or thirty-five years since they or thirty-eight years when it was. Um, none of the players who played in that game were alive the last time that uh, Hawks Bay beat Canterbury. Um, it's that long ago. Um, yeah, Stephen House makes a good point here. Look, um, we're talking about a a Canterbury side that's perhaps eventually running out of players uh, or always having a few inexperienced players coming through. I mean, he's talking about the bench in that comment, but I mean. Um, new stub at 15, not a name I recognize, um, for example. And well, he's, looks, a, he's a sevens, he's an all black sevens player. Ah, that's why I don't recognize him. I don't watch sevens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking through the um, the can uh, the, the, on, on the bench, apart from Princip, uh, actually, well, Princip and Christie, um, NRE, um, again, recognize him, but there's, yeah, there's definitely a few names there you don't recognize. That's uh, that's that it's it's definitely it's, it's, it's one of the thinner squads that um, Canterbury have put out. But even so, this is still country. But but in, in saying that, actually, um, the Hawks Bay, I mean, like you look at that bench, and as you said, you did have um, uh, Christy, Anare, and um, what was the other one you mentioned? Princep. Princep, yeah, Princep. So you did have them coming off the bench, but I mean, I, I think Anare was their impact player. Um, mm. But when you look at the uh, Hawks Bay bench, and you had the likes of uh, Leo Weary Walker and, and Co coming up, and, and, and um, they had a few others as well. Actually, I'll bring it up. I'll so, just go. So, so, so Walker Leary, um, Evans. Um, yeah, Gareth Evans was the other one. That's, yeah, you know, the, the experience the, of Gareth the, Evans, right? The two experienced guys coming off the bench there to help yeah, me out. Um, absolutely. I, I, I thought, you know, when I'm watching that and um, the game during during the course of the game, and I was thinking, why why have they got Leary Walker on the bench? What the what the you know? It's a big game. He's Canterbury. He's a, he's a big player for the Canes. It's like what's he doing on the bench? He's gonna be out there, but the coaches know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, and, <laughs> and having and you say closing out a game is important. Out the game. Having, having those guys to come on, hold the team together when they're under pressure. Um, when they've sort of dropped, if they've gone behind against Canterbury, you can see a lot of teams just go, oh geez, we've lost our opportunity again. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's all over. I, so, yeah, very good for them. And then uh, I, I have to have a shout out to, I mean, like um, McClutchy, who ran the game for Hawks Bay so well. Mm. And you go back a couple of seasons ago when they first brought him on, and you know it was like this guy's a provincial first five, really. And it's like, but I, I think you know, obviously, it's a case of first five, and we've seen it. I always go on about Richie Moanga when Richie Moanga first came on and played for Canterbury before he played for the Crusaders ever. It's just like, oh, here we go. Finally, Canterbury doesn't have a first five. <laughs> but it's just like, and it took him a couple of seasons, and then he found his feet, and obviously we know where he's going. So that's it. They're coming young. It takes time for them to get find their feet. But I thought McClutchy actually played really well. He took some really good options um, and got Hawks Bay around the field well and, and you know, took the options of when to go upfield and when to sort of pass it around, when to get it wide. You've got, you've got your, you've got your, um, your, your Ash Dixon in there and, and a couple and um, a couple of experienced players. Um, uh, Kurt Baker at 15, another one of those sevens guys. I've heard of him though. Um, the, um, <laughs> um, but you know, look, Flanders, Fakataba, McClutchy, Tuala, those four, eight, nine, um, 10 and 12, um, all came out of high school together two years ago, maybe three now. Um, 
but yeah, those guys are all 21-ish, maybe 20, um, or yeah, about 21, uh, and your, your entire decision-making access. Now, okay, they've been playing with each other since they're like 16 or 15, so they should know how each other plays, right? And and but still, it's a very young access um, that's um, uh, that, 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 that's um, that's gone well. Hey, um, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry, Steve. You can't give Faktava the man of the match. That's not going to happen. Not while he's got that hairdo. The, yeah. <laughs> get a haircut. Get a real job. <laughs> well, that's why he's allowed to have that hairdo, right? Because he has got this kind of job, right? We could do that too if we had that job, but we can't. Um, well, actually, I can. I can have whatever head, job, head, head, head style I like because you're not going to see it under the hat. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, look. Uh... We'll, we'll get... We'll, we'll, um, We'll get on to Aaron's question about whether they can uh, put it uh, two in a row um, later because yeah, obviously we'll talk about Ramfilly Shield uh, in, in a moment. Actually, that's a really good question. And um, as I said, when we talk about the Shield game, this is a very relevant question. Yep. So moving on then. Um, Do the Shield game. <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump on to the Shield game. Taranaki versus Otago. Now, I was at a, uh, a game watching the Farrah Palmer Cup and this one with... Um, uh, counties versus Taranaki, which was actually sorry, counties versus Northland, which was that which was an absolute humdinger. Um, but um, so I missed this one. But from what I understand, it's strong wind um, mm. with um, Otago. The wind at their backs in the first half got themselves out to a twenty-five lead, uh, and then played into the wind in the second half, and basically it was just too much for um, Taranaki to come back from. Again, Taranaki, I think, very much like uh, Waikato, missing two very keen players in Geordie and Bowden Barrett. Um, yes, not they haven't got seven or seven or eight All Blacks in there, but they've got two guys who are Key. absolutely crucial to them getting the shield in the first place, missing. Um, and I don't think they could. And that's that. Whereas the Targo, um, I don't think they've got any All Blacks uh, in that Gosh, side. But fear. Um, <laughs> in, uh, from, from memory, maybe, maybe one. But yeah, they've not got, they, they've got the same team they had the last two weeks. That continuity um, yep. has uh, helped them. Okay, so basically speaking, general, and this is a generalization, big time generalization, but most teams that win the Ranfordy Shield don't have a home game the next week and they lose because there's a lot that goes into winning the Ranfordy Shield. And so usually they're on the road, and funnily enough, they get tipped up while they're on the road. And um, so it's the fact that Taranaki, I mean, you know, you're going to put a big shift in against Canterbury. To, to win that shield in the first place, it's not going to be an easy one to do it, which they it, it, right they did. So it was always going to be hard to back up um, two weeks in a row with a big performance. When you know, you know, when Otago comes up, obviously Otago hasn't had a great start to the season, but at the end of the day, it's a shield, and every team lifts for the shield. It doesn't matter, you know, if if it's the bottom place team who's absolutely sucks for want of a term they're still going to lift for the Shield. And you've just come off a real hard one. Just drop the cliche there. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Always cliche kings. Um, the um, So, yeah. So, the uh, and I think also the fact that they, that they they got that lead with the win first up, uh, then Taranaki are always having to chase the game after that. So, you yep. can't play your proper wind territory game because you're trying to chase the game. Uh, and, and, and and the no, fact that I sort of think, you know, you, you, as you mentioned with uh, the experience gone, they're not going to be a, you know what the experience would have said with the wind at the backs. Let's plug the corners. 
We'll hold them down there, wait for the mistakes. They will come, and then we will put pressure on to try and score the points. That's yep. the game plan that an experienced person would have, you know, calmed the troops down and gone in with that. It, it, so, yeah, when, when that may have happened, but as I said, when we watch, we've got two games on at the same time, you, you can't watch both of them. And it's, fun, it's funny, isn't it, that uh, well, one thing I've noticed being in the media rooms is that everyone in there is aware of exactly what combinations they need to get a shield challenge. Because within a second, well, before this game even finished, in the county's dressing room, they're like, okay, all we need now is for Otago to, to survive against Hawke Bay, <laughs> then we've got a <laughs> challenge. Like, we're gonna, yeah, we're not winning yet, officially, and you already know. <laughs> so, wow, okay. Yeah, and that, that lets you know yeah, how important the shield is at provincial level. And, and so to come back to Aaron's comment about can Hawke's Bay put it together two weeks in a row, it's not that they can't, but they've just put in a big shift against the beta Canterbury side, and it is big. You know, you, you you're playing a Canterbury side, as you said. It's not you're not you're not you're not. It's not a walk in the park ever, and um, you're winning it after the hooter. Um, you've put in more than eighty minutes already, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a big ask for Hawks Bay to go down there to to lift it. I wouldn't say no though. I think they've got some. You know, we've talked about they've got good experience, and then that's the big thing that Taranaki lost. Hawks Bay's not losing, right? They've got yeah. good experience and they've got some good super rugby talent that is still there um, and the like. Ash Dixon's the you know, the way that he's leading that team. Um, you got to sort of say, and look, the accuracy of his line-out throwing, which I think has been commented on during super rugby as well, um, is a massive factor as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, look, that young side is going to enjoy being under the roof as well. That 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 that, that access I was talking about Um uh, for for Hawks Bay, I think they've got a uh, yeah. Uh, if if uh, I think they've got a real shot um, at it, and, and you, when you talk about it, you just said yes, they've lost a lot of energy in this one, but it's very easy to get them back up for the next one, right? Because it is a shield challenge. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Another game. No, this is a um, this is a shield challenge. Off you go, boys. We've got a real. This could really spark our whole season. Now, yes, we had a bit of. a bit of a dodgy start but um we could really get ourselves back yeah re really really get our, our our season properly going by putting back-to-back -back wins together and you got to remember cornflakes favorite number eight in new zealand rugby going back home effectively the um what michaeli too playing for hawks bay he'll be playing in playing he's uh he plays for the highlanders they are um, going in there playing in uh foresight bar if it's called foresight bar still Double week container. Michelay two doesn't play Hawks Bay, does he? Yep. But he wasn't in the he wasn't in the side this weekend. Yep. Number six. He was playing oh, six. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, yep, yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he wasn't playing eight because I just talked about two eight. No, no, he's playing six. He's playing six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been playing six. Uh, I don't know if it's. I, I I'm pretty sure it's last week he was playing six as well. So I'm not sure if he's played six all three games, but mm -hmm. um, he's been playing six in the last yeah. two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, um, so if Hawks Bay do take it, so everyone's just keeping track of this, um, <laughs> then, then Northland would have a shot at the next defence. Still, Steve. If, if, um, <laughs> if Otago uh, keep hold of it, then uh, Counties are the next one that gets uh, to get to have a have a go um, at challenging um, for yep. it. Yep. And it's just like yeah, and Northland gets a shot after that. The. I think yeah, Northland's got a shot. Uh, Northland's playing Otago down in uh, down the Tupperware container as well. 
Oh, this is what it gets us way. Look, no, it's way, it's way, it's way too far down the track. Front. How many combinations and permutations and stuff where it can go through? Well, you just mentioned it. That's what we do with the Ranfilly Shield. That's what we do every time it shifts. It goes, who's got a challenge? Where could it end up? And you start talking about that. Um, that that's a classic Shield thing. Yes. So there you go. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Hawks Bay, next, next challenge. If Hawks Bay win, Northland challenge. If, um, if Otago win, counties challenge. That's as far as I'm going. I'm not going any further than that. My brain just can't. <laughs> um, uh, Jordan likes the uh, Magpies jersey. Yes. Uh, yes, it's a one-off jersey. It's not coming back. Um, they're going to auction those off for farmers. Um, so get on to the old, uh, um, I think it's probably on Trade Me, but I'm not sure, um, and um, get, uh, get uh, bidding for those jerseys. Clearly, um, I won't be having one, unfortunately. But um, have you noticed the new jersey behind me, by the way, Oswin? Oh, the old Kings one. Yep. Oh, you've replaced the uh, the uh, England O2 jersey. I've, I've, I've replaced England cricket jersey with a yeah, cricket jersey. Old, yeah, yeah. Old Kings well, what, one. You scored, you scored an old Kings one. So yes. Yeah, so, so, so somebody gave me that one. So that was, that was nice. So uh, it's a cotton one. So this is um, well. So I have got the uh, that old Blues jersey. That isn't a cotton jersey. I think it's probably the oldest jersey I've got now, or um, replica jerseys of uh, of from Super Rugby. Um, anyone else got some nice old Super Rugby or minor 10 Cup jerseys that they don't want, then um, do um, pass, pass them down. I'd love them. Um, <laughs> um, so Stephen's yeah, reporting that he's going to be down in Napier the weekend for reporting for New Zealand Sports Radio for that um, uh, for that Hawks Bay versus uh, Northland game. So it would be kind of cool if uh, if they did, if, if it was a Shield game. But hey, let's not take oh. that. <laughs> um, so a game I missed, and um, according to Stephen, really was not was a good one to miss. He said it wasn't a very good game. Auckland Manor two, um, Auckland getting the half century. Manor two on twelve. Manor two having a real tough, uh, real um, poor season. Let's be honest. Uh, Ashwin, you watch this one. Anything really to talk about, or should we just move? Oh, uh, to me, look, this this highlights. You know, when we talk about professional sport, there's a lack of thinking at times. Um, within this, and this is probably people are going to say, "Oh, this is overly harsh," but you know, Auckland had an opportunity to get a good points differential, which could be handy at the end of the season. And and at times, you sort of think, "God, you got to speed the game up. You've got these guys on toast. It's time to speed the game up to put pressure on them to try and score as many points as you can." And it's just like, "Geez, this is I don't know what goes through their heads, and it's frustrating." As I maybe people are going to say I'm being a bit super critical, but it's like, nah, it's like you know, as I say. I think um, when you look at that table, there's going to be um, teams beating teams that got beaten by other. You know, it's not going to be consistency there, and there's opportunity for mm. um, like quite a logjam at the top of that table, apart from Tasman. And um, and and the thing is that you points differential, bonus points. Obviously, they got the bonus point, but points differential could be so they really should have been basically trying to hammer home that advance advantage to basically just rake up rack up as many. Uh, points as they could. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, sorry, Batman, going to have to disagree. Jordan Trainer, surely that was sarcasm. Um, I, I'm sort of like, I think Jordan Trainer's had has had his opportunities. He looked good against Manawa too. Um, against Wellington, he looked absolutely terrible. So, um, yeah, no, no, Jordan Trainer's definitely a no for me. I, I'd, I'd actually like um to see what what other options Auckland has around to sort of um pop someone in there at um in fifteen jersey. Okay, I've not seen that comment, but uh, that's fine. Um, 
The um, oh, hang on. No, it's all right. Um, so uh, the anyway, yep. So um, yeah, not, not a particularly interesting game. Um, congratulations, Auckland. You got the bonus point. You got the win. Let's write yep. fine, whatever. Um, counties versus Northland. Um, counties again, a tough old season, but boy, they've uh, they've, they've, they've um, started off well. Um, got themselves a twelve-three lead um, in that first half with the wind at their back. Um, and the uh, uh, and um, but really didn't in the second half got um, really shown how to be clinical. They got down to the Northlands line, but um, turned over the ball. Then penalties let Northland get some all the way piggyback to Auckland all the way to their line, and um, Northland showed them how it was done, bashed over, um, and uh, got the tries to get themselves back into it. They take the penalty, they have another. A um, couple of um, of scores from um, uh, or total opportunities, but at the end of the day, they didn't take them. Didn't counties when they were bashing away at the line. Northland held them out, whereas Northland, when they got down there, did take the opportunities and end up scoring three tries, all sort of bashed over um, from from not very far. Uh, I'll be posting my interview um, with um, oh, I've gone blank, redhead guy. Um, Tom Robinson. Tom Robinson. There we go. Um, <laughs> the good thing is Clifford the Red Red Dog. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, yeah, so so I did my interview with him uh, saying, "Hey, congratulations on the try." So I don't think I got one. It's like really because we thought he did in the press box. Looking at the uh, Tribe Sports app, they just they 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 don't think he got one either. So um, so yeah, so in the media box, we decided that he had got one, um, and obviously that uh, that ruined my interview with him. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, interview with the Auburn Ledger, clearly not very happy. Um, tough old um, season for, for counties with three losses now on the bounce. Um, Kieran Reid played the full 80 um, in there, um, by the way. Um, so, yes, uh, in the first game, he was only allowed 40 minutes um, from his Japan side, but that would be ramping up over time. And clearly, he was uh, some, the message was different. I didn't get to talk, I didn't talk to the um, coaches after the game of this one. Um, I used to get home to do this show, uh, but so I didn't have time. But it does, I did have a chat with a couple of the players, and those interviews will go up on the New Zealand Sports Radio Facebook page. Um, there, um, the uh, and uh, Aaron, Aaron says, Yeah, it looked like two B grade teams. The some of the kicking in this game was absolutely dire. Is it, is it something to do with Grower Stadium? Is it called Grower Stadium? What's it actually called now? Uh, navigation home stadium. Navigation home stadium. That's right. Navigation home stadium. Is it something to do with navigation home stadium? Is it like because the kicking week in week out at that stadium? It's like I saw one, and this is like, this is like, is Kieran Reed camouflaged because the Northland player absolutely perfect kick because it went straight to him on the sideline. This is a crossfield kick, and it's like maybe the camp, the uh, county's Manukau jerseys camouflage into the signs or something. I don't know because <laughs> the kicking, as you say. We can week out at that at that um, stadium is just bizarre and shocking. Now the wind is really de- is very strange there, okay? Because um, the it was very clearly a left to right wind, and it was pretty strong um, during the ladies' game. But then suddenly, on the kicks closer to the grandstand, um, where you're kicking what you think was into the wind, suddenly it would sail and go quite a long way. Like ah, okay, we've got a swirl in here. So really wouldn't on the green. On the, on the green banks, the grass bank side, it's very much a left to right as you look at it from the grandstand. 
next to the grandstand, there are bits where it's swirled round, and actually it's a right to left wind because it's natural bowl. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. There, the players do have to know that do, actually there is definitely an, an element of knowing that stadium from a kicking point of view as to where you where you can and can't, well, where you will and where, where you where won't you can, can. win yep. the sixth. But that does not excuse the number of the boots that came off the side of the boot and were all over the shop, to be honest. It's um, shocking. It is. The um, I would like, One thing I would like to say, though, about Spud Stadium is I didn't get given any spuds. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> the irony, isn't it? The irony, you get a Spud Stadium, but if you want spuds, you go to Eden Park. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> For the people that don't know. Sorry? I have been given, I have been given free, free potatoes at Spud Stadium before. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. They are available, and I did see the members walking out with them. I was just going to say the people from Auckland, outside of Auckland won't know, but um, Irabana Potatoes is one of the sponsors for Auckland Rugby. And so at times they'll park up a truck, a big truck, outside the stadium and they hand out bags of potatoes. Now, they <laughs> hand out 5kg bags, whereas the what you get at Navigation Homes is a 1kg box. So it's a different diff, diff, different scale of, of potatoes. Um, <laughs> uh, Batman says Navigation Homes Stadium needs to be upgraded. Um, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so something that you will not have heard of anywhere else apart from on this station, because I was the only guy in the media box along with the um, Manawatu head coach when this happened. Um, but uh, the uh, Sky Technician was um, laying cables over the uh, over the media box um, during the Farrah Palmer Cup game last year. Um, and I say the Manawatu head coach of the Farrah Palmer team was, was in with me. Um, and um, the... Uh, um, and the, uh, the, the 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 technician put his foot through the roof. So now, and they haven't fixed it. There's still a hole in the roof of the media box um, where that uh, where he put his where, where, where they put his, um, his 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 boot through. Um, and as Stephen says, yes, uh, the box at Eden Park does not have a leaky roof like um, like like the well. Actually, to be fair, it's not a leaky roof. There's another roof above it. But um, yeah, it yeah it do, it does need upgrading. One of the problems is look now it's part of the um, Super City, um, Auckland Council, are they really going to upgrade a stadium down there? I'm not convinced. Um, I did have a chat about that because apparently the council owns the ground, but Har but um, Counties Manukau own the buildings. Uh, so it's, oh, wow. Uh, oh, what a yeah. great mix of uh, um, So, yeah, so good luck in um, trying to uh, uh, tr tr trying to get that upgraded. But it does need upgrading. Um, Simon Hughes, I no, there is no way we will have the Super Rugby Pacific Island team based at that stadium. No, <laughs> that is not a Super Rugby. Look, they have a Cafe Ray Tube TV in the media box, right? Um, they don't have a digital clock. They have a they have an uh, analog, analog, analog clock thing that goes round. So you're guessing how many minutes have gone um, and stuff. So no, it's it's not going to happen. Um, it does it does need a big upgrade. But and to be fair, it happen anytime soon. To be fair, there's no clock at Eden Park. Uh, it's on the big screen. Is it? Yeah, they put the time. They put oh. the clock. The clock's on the Does big it? screen. Oh, okay. In the corner. Oh, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've been to Eden Park to watch some rugby. I can't remember what's on the big screen. Um, so it's in the corner. Actually, like, um, yep. Go. Sorry. So, I was yeah. just going to say. Sorry, backing the truck up. I just wanted to say um, for the Eden Park game. One thing that did come out of the Eden Park game actually is that. They found a halfback. They've got someone that yeah. can shift the ball, that can make good decisions and act quickly. So that was one thing that came out of the Eden Park game. That's for Auckland matters. Yeah. Um, 
And Aaron says that's standard standard fare for Auckland Council grounds. Okay, didn't realize that. Interesting. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Um, but uh, I've got to say, um, with Southland um, agreeing with um, Invercargill Council to upgrade their stadium, um, that um, that does mean that uh, count that uh, County Manicow probably have got the most rundown stadium in the country. Um, now, at a guess, uh, I think, or will have when, well, apart from Taranaki, of course, but theirs is basically earthquake prone and is about to fall over. Um, so, um, but I don't think really, but whether you call it run down or not, I don't know, but but incorrectly built. So, yeah, it does need upgrading, but like I say, I can't see it happening anytime soon. So, let's have a very quick look at the table because we've not even touched on the Farrell Palmer Cup games yet, and we're well into this game, well into this uh, game, <sighs> well into this um, show. Um, so quickly looking at the table there, Tasman clear at the top. Look, they're going to finish top of the Premiership. Um, but as you say, Ashwin, Wellington, Auckland, Waikato, 11-10-10. It's a log jam, isn't it? As you say, uh, yeah. points difference could really become an issue. Uh, big, big thing there. You know Canterbury are going to pick up more wins and climb into that. So it is going to be those five, those four, um, I would think, finding out for those three playoff places with... Um, Bay of Plenty sitting probably fairly comfortable and um and Northland uh, sorry North Harbour getting relegated. Yeah, like, I mean yeah, I, I the funny thing is is that you know I, I just don't count North Harbour off when they come to play Auckland though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's going to take more than one winter to survive relegation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Win that one. Um down in the championship um for all of Hawks Bay having had a poor start they're top of the table, which is like what? That's um, so yeah, so that's 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 impressive for them. Otago also um, in there now. Uh, being both sides, we thought were, had a bit of a dodgy start to the season, to be honest. Um, Absolutely. But um, the Southland um, in third place. But Southland, one of the yeah, Southland team we think has had a good start is actually behind two 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 teams. We think about a dodgy start. So, yeah, interesting about different perceptions of where we expect teams to be. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a fight between those top five for those four playoff places. Manawatu and Counties Manukau really, really need to um, get a win next weekend. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves trailing a long, long way behind. Um, there. Um so let's uh, move on then to talk about the Farrah Palmer Cup, where um, Ashwin will probably, it's, this might become a bit of a mon monologue um, as, um, as, uh, as as Ashwin passes out. So Wellington Marathon, really, really cracking game, actually, in all honesty, um, on, on on Friday. Um, the uh, was was 28-31, um, um, ding-dong battle between those two um, and, and a cracking game. I wasn't expecting this from Manawatu, but look, they've really stepped up uh, and uh, look, they've got a decent side down there and making it a real three or four um, horse race um, to, well, three horse race to see who's going to go with Canterbury um, and get promoted. Um, Tasman, um, 24, um, Otago, 67. Um, look, that's a decent showing from Tasman. We know they're a really young, a young side. Uh, not expecting to to challenge. They're all about sort of developing some young players um, and, and and pieces. So, um, so uh, so yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so so um, unsurprising there by Otago. Otago, along with Wellington and Manu too, will be I say fighting it out for that second place um, in there. Um, Harbour nil, Auckland seventy two. 
Um, yep. Uh, if Harbour get if Harbour win one game this season, it'll be a surprise. It'll be an upset. Um, they had their final last weekend when they lost to Taranaki. Um, in all honesty, um, they the teams they're up against in uh, Waikato counties, Auckland, Bay of Plenty, all Premiership teams, and then Northland who have really stepped up. Uh, yeah, North Harbour. It's a tough season. They they are on a they're, they're on a two to three year um, project, as you will have heard on my post-match interview with their captain on week one, or week two, sorry. Um, do interrupt me at any point, Arsene, you've got a point to make. Um, yeah, sure. The, uh, <laughs> um, Bay of Plenty versus Taranaki. Um, look, this was one in the first 30 minutes. It was 41-0 after half an hour. Um, to be fair to Taranaki, they came back um, and made better fist of it from there on inwards. Finished 73-17. Um, look, Taranaki looked better when they got hold of the boys and hold the ball in that first half. They played their cup final last weekend when they beat North Harbour. That's the only win they're going to get this season. As I say, it's a really tough North division um, in this. Taranaki got their first ever win in the Farrah Palmer Cup last weekend. Um, had a bunch of injuries mid, um, mid-week, which I heard about from, the, from their coach. And he said, pre, pre-game, he said, we've had a bunch of injuries. It's a very hot day. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to survive. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, look, they, they, this, this was kind of expected. Um, obviously, they would want to, want to have started better. Um, but, yeah, the, he, he knew they were, they were up against a better side and it was going to be tough. Um, Hawks Bay, Canterbury, 15-72. Again, unsurprising. Canterbury is going to win probably all of their games in the Southern Division. Um, up against Hawks Bay, who I think was the championship team last year. This was always going to be one-way traffic, to be honest. Well done, Hawks Bay, getting two tries or three tries. Um, um, when, when you look at Harbour, didn't get any points at all. I know you're going to say, ah, hey, Paul. Um, but no, against against Canterbury, it's way. It, 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 it's, it's a mismatch, to be blunt. Game of the round by a long way. No, we actually get no two. Two. We had two great games actually. Wellington Manor two was a fantastic end to kick off the round. To finish the round, um, Counties versus North Northland. Now Counties, um, I think everyone um, after their first two first two rounds, um, they've got a um, what they've got a points difference. Uh, well, currently of eighty eight after this game. Um, after three games, two two big wins. We're like, okay, look, these guys, the Counties are the team to beat in the North. Um, but um, no, Northland turned up. Um, it was uh, twenty to ten at halftime with with counties winning. But talking to the Northland head coach afterwards, she was like, "That's a fifteen point win." Where we were, de- we, we knew we were still in this game. Um, and uh, they um, they came back uh, to win it um, twenty to thirty two. Um, really uh, impressive how they managed to get space for their wingers to score all five tries from wingers, four for for Tyler and Ankerville. Um, and one for uh, I've gone blank to the girl's name on the other on the other wing, um, but so yeah, really did 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 a good job getting it wide there. Also, um, good defence against some good. Um, uh, this this kind of side is very good. They one uh, problem they did have though was they had a, a, a key injury early on um, to their um, loose head prop. Um, I've forgotten her name. Um, I'm, f- I'm afraid, folks, um, but. Um, very big girl that just scored just just gone over scored a try very powerful um uh, scrummager um for them 
and from that from that point onwards, their scrum was under pressure and was going backwards. And it's just very rare to see a counties one going backwards. So um, Aaron asking counties lost against Northern upset. Absolutely. Talking to the Northern head coach, he's like, they're the number one team, and we've just beaten the number one team. Um, uh, the so props, my latter. Sorry, my latter. The prop. Yes. So, was it loose head or tight head? Sorry, you said. Uh, number one. So the loose head. Yep, loose, yep, loose head. Tight, yeah, my latter was the injured prop. Yep. I mean, she is a and she's a, a very big, powerful player. Uh, I said, um, went over for, for for the first try. Um, the um, uh, yeah, powered over from uh, from a good five meters out. There was no stopping her. Um, and I say, yeah, um, uh, so so yeah, she was a big a big loss for them. Um, and uh, yeah, let's hope she um recovers. From what I understand, she had a broken leg. Um, so hope, yeah, broken leg or broken arm? Uh, might be broken arm actually. Sorry, one, one of the broken arm maybe. Um, either way, um, yeah, sorry, broken arm. Uh, either way, still ouch. Um, ouch. That's, so yeah. um so yeah so we That's wish her, mark. um we wish her a, a a speedy recovery um definitely when you think that um the county's have already lost um uh taylor i've forgotten her name now the the lady on sky um also to an arm injury um yeah this the, the injuries are starting to mount up for for the counties um as well um cool um so, so yes, well done. So that was a quick look at the uh, standings in the um, – oh, sorry, go on, go on, Austin. Four upsets on the weekend then. North Harbour, North Harbour Southland, um, yep. Hawks Bay over Canterbury. Um, you'd say the Otago over Taranaki. And then uh, uh, Northland over Counties in the uh, Farah Palmer Cup as well. That's what you oh. – I, mean, like, I mean, you want to see a bit of that. Absolutely. I'm not sure I, I, I – well – I, I I picked the Otago win. Oh, did you? Also, um, I'm not sure that was an upset personally, but there you go. Um, I also picked Southlands, but that, that I know was against Tarba, but that was that was an upset. Um, so yeah, Auckland Storm and um, Waikato both going very strong at the uh, top there of the um, uh, of, of the North Pole. Auckland were literally a uh, from from memory were literally a, a kind of line out more. Um, Away from losing to to Northland, so um, they've uh, so yeah, so so um, but they're at the top there. They've played one more than Waikato, Bay of Plenty, Counties, and Northland, so they've got their bye week coming up soon. Um, but uh, the top two go through, so the top of the North Pool will play second in the South Pool, um, and vice versa. So, uh, yeah, Waikato, Bay of Plenty, Counties, um. All and, and, and potentially, uh, well, Northland probably one of the, probably in a position to be kingmaker rather than necessarily actually making it there. I think who they beat will make a big difference as to who actually makes that second spot. But can they win enough games to get into that second spot um, now when they're already four points um, or, or, or one or two wins behind? I'm not so sure. Um, down south, uh, we said I said already. Look, um, three games they're averaging over a 50 point win margin in each game. Counties are going to top the table. Sorry, Canterbury are going to top the table. Um, and then you've got um, Wellington, Manawatu and Otago um, all um, fighting it out for that second place with Wellington um, clearly with 109 um, points difference after three games, uh, the, the favourites to take that. But um, 
but yeah, there's uh, um, with uh, Tasman and Hawks Bay, their final will be them playing each other. Let's be honest. Yep. That's, uh, I was going to say, look, at the end of the day, um, I actually, like we talked about it actually during the day, didn't we, when you were driving around picking up your fridge? Yep. And it's like um, they have to go back to a um, combined competition in terms of like like with the men's team, with the champion, premiership and championship. Absolutely. They, they, what they've not had in previous years, they've not had promotion and relegation between those. Um, as they, But then if you think that Northland have, have only got a two-year team, um, uh, Taranaki joined three years ago. So they've been adding teams, but not having, but therefore not relegating teams. So um, obviously it'd be great if Southland also joined this. We have the full 14, because uh, we've only got 13 teams currently. Um, and yeah, I, but I do think the discrepancy between the bottom teams and the top teams is so big at the moment. Too large. Because they, because they are such new programs yep. um, that they do need a north-south. Um, Paul Arshin, what would you do if, a super Pacific Island team gets put in Navigation Home Stadium. Um, I would, would be comment on it. Charlie, yes, we definitely comment on it, um, but it, it ain't ever happening. Uh, <laughs> not in a month of well, Sunday. Okay, so, so here's the problem and the issue is, is the fact is that, I, you know, you sort of think, oh, we put a Pacific Island team, we'll put it in South Auckland. So it's like, oh, yeah, where do you play them in South Auckland? Oh, we play them in Pukekohe. So, well, actually... The Pacific Island population isn't in Pukekohe. The Pacific no. Island um, community is in Manukau, Manurewa, um, you know, Takanini, uh, sort of only well, well yeah, only through the rest of Auckland, basically. They're, they're not to, in Pukekohe. Be, area. Mount Smart. There's nowhere else to put it. Mount, Mount it, Smart it would be the uh, yeah yeah Mount Smart, and okay. then you basically got two play. You got two teams actually playing in Central Auckland. Yep, which um. Is questionable, but that is a topic for the Driving More Show on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Do <laughs> join us for that. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining me. Thank you very oh, much. Before you go, for the Driving More Show, maybe you could do the old Where's Nico Jones? Yes, we'll do a lot of the Where's Nico Jones because Where's Nico Jones on Driving More Show? On there, Stephen Harris will let us know where Nico Jones is. Um, so <laughs> thank you, everybody. Appreciate from what matter. Have a great night. <laughs> I need to go to the toilet. That's why I'm ending it quickly. Keep keep it talking. Keep it talking. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.